Imagine that one day you stumbled into another person who caught your eye. Their smile extra extravagant, eyes glistening brighter than the night stars, and a wholesome laugh that was contagious. The full body butterflies begin to swirl within you from the toes up, and everything in the world seems warmer. As you begin to learn more about this person, you become hooked. They perfectly fit the puzzle you've been putting together and the subtle euphoria has turned into a raging ecstasy with each passing day. They check all of the boxes and more. You're dumbfounded that the time for love has finally come. As time passes, your relationship develops. You've met one another's family, you've been dating for a while, and you've had your fair share of tough moments. One day, you start to question certain actions and try to bring it up in order to find a resolution. But something's different. It gets put off. And you unconsciously begin to play a twisted game of love. What can happen when cultivating an intimate relation with another? Well, varying degrees of events, from healthy conflict to narcissistic communication. Determining the difference between holding ourselves accountable and knowing when we are being taken advantage of in relationships can feel like an impossible line to draw or recognize when we are immersed in the emotions, positive or negative. In this episode, Kelsey shares her past experience of being in a toxic, negative relationship. Although she endured hardship, it's motivated her to spread awareness of what red flags can look like when it comes to emotional, physical, and sexual abuse. It was an honor to meet back up with Kelsey to record this podcast. A year prior, when I was living in Alaska, she had reached out to me and we sat down and I first heard about what she had been going through. Since that time, I've watched her create transformational shifts in her life that include but are not limited to her following her dreams by moving down to Florida from Michigan and coming into a conscious relationship with her current partner. As always, if you are someone who may be experiencing abuse in a relationship and feel like you have no one to reach out to, please, you know you have a safe space reaching out to myself at isabel at isabelwellman.com. When we feel trapped in a dangerous situation or we are unaware of the abuse we may be enduring, it can feel impossible to move forward with confidence. If this podcast episode triggers any uncomfortable emotions, feelings, memories, current situations, I cannot ask you to reach out more. And before we shift into this podcast where we unravel what red flags in relationships look like, I have a few exciting goodies to present. First of all, next week, March 14th through the 18th, I will be holding my first Freedom Movement series. What is the Freedom Movement series? Well, let me tell you. It will be a live event from Instagram and Facebook where I guide you through a week of movement that is fluid, that is fun, that is from my own programming. Saturday and Sunday of that week, I will be holding two free workshops over Zoom. The first workshop will be guided breathwork and how we can begin to heal from the inside out. The second workshop will be all about astrology and learning how to work with your own elemental makeup. I love these workshops so much. They mean a lot to my soul and I I just love to learn how we each operate in our own ways. 
Why have I been putting in the work over the last four weeks and counting to launch my first conscious relationship course and free Sunday gatherings for everyone? Well, I have my biggest offering ever launching on the 21st to the 28th of this month. Hello, Aries season. We're coming out of this Pisces mood and feeling and gosh, whirlwind of emotions to come up for air, to start out the new year, actually. And I can finally share that this is a six-month container for women and those who do not identify that will be involving live group workshops every first Sunday of the month. They're from 4.30 p.m. Pacific Standard Time and can go from an hour and a half to two hours long. You can expect guided breath work and meditation, whatever the theme of the month is revolved around, and a sharing time at the end of the call, where we may or may not have a special guest to also be in our presence for those. Along with the Sunday workshops, there'll be a workout regimen that you follow for those six months. It will be three times a week, or if you do want to do a little bit more, we can work with that. But at the base, it's three times a week, and it's however and wherever you are that we start. No one can be rejected or will be rejected from this offer based on how much or how little you feel you can move. This is adjustable to everyone, and I want to make movement fun and accessible again. So please, if you feel like you need a little mix-up in your movement, I got you. Also, you'll be gifted with a women's nutrition guide to help you understand the fundamental basics of what we need as women from someone who is so heavily dedicated to living a wholesome life. It starts from the inside out and we can regress things out of our lives to help us feel better and then we can start adding so it doesn't feel like way too much in the beginning. Secondly, thirdly, fourthly, (laughs) we will have a weekly workout check-in via text or email so I can see where you're at, what's going on, and if we need to, we can hop on a quick call. You will also be granted one hour one-on-one call with me where we will either go into your astrology and we can work off of what is best for you during this month, how to use your energy, or if you simply need a listening ear, I am here for you. This can be an integration session, this can be a listening session, this can be astrology. It is whatever you need at that time. This can even be like a live workout if you would like clarification or confirmation on how you're moving and what is looking super, what might need a little bit of alignment. And lastly, you'll have exclusive access to my online Conscious Alignment Method Membership Tribe Portal. I'm super excited about this coming on to fruition, and it's going to be a a close-knit container with a dynamic group to help move you up and lift you out of your body, where we will be working through our emotions, working through our bodies, working through our mindsets, and really coming into ourselves as full, wholesome people. And I cannot wait for this. And to give you a little insight on what the months will look like, we will start our first official call will be Sunday, April 3rd. 
And so we'll have a, a special little call the week before the launch, but officially everyone who signs up will meet on April 3rd at 4.30 PST. And that workshop will be values, or excuse me, I'll be mindful movement, appropriate for airy season. As we are beginning this workout regimen, we want to make sure that we're all on the same page for what wholesome movement looks like, conscious, aware movement. In May, we will have a theme around breath work, how to use breath work, how to bring ourselves into it during stressful or chaotic times, and how to really use it as a tool to help guide us through any difficulties. In June, we'll be experimenting with our alter ego and I'm really excited about that month. That's gonna be a fun one. We're gonna get creative and it's gonna be all about stepping into a persona that is completely outside of yourself so that you can achieve what it is you desire. In July, we're going deep and we're going into the inner child healing. This is going to be all about coming into those wounds, those traumas, and going slow, moving tender, looking at why these things may be affecting us in the present and how to unlearn them, how to allow our bodies to begin moving out of that process. And the puppies are even beginning to get riled up over here as I'm talking about all of this. And then come August, we have aligned pleasure because Leos love nothing more than to be pampered and in the spotlight. So it's a perfect month for us to go from the deep inner child healing to putting ourselves first and on a pedestal, asking ourselves, is this really bringing me pleasure right now? Or am I doing this out of a notion that I have to do it, that it must be done, that the world is going to explode if I do not finish it or get it accomplished. And to wrap up our last month, come September, we will learn about intuitive eating. What does that entail? What does that look like? And how can we really continue the rest of the year with our health at the forefront of our minds? And at that point, you'll have the option of continuing for the next six months or we can work on a different opportunity with one another. But I'm really excited to present this to everyone. This has been a, a couple year long dream coming true and I'm finally in a space where it feels aligned and wholesome and conscious. So it's perfect. Gosh, so I'm excited to hear your thoughts about that, your feedback, your interest in that. And that will be all available on my website at isabelwellman.com or also on Instagram. So make sure you're following me on Instagram at isabelwellman and checking into the website to see when that offer will be launching officially. But my very last fun, super exciting news is that I'm now an an Onnit affiliate. And if you don't know, I'm a huge freaking fan of Aubrey Marcus. He's the one man of the couple people that came together who came up with this wholesome and bulletproof nutrition and fitness company in 2010. I align with this company more than any other supplement and fitness company because they measure time as moments that take you closer to who you want to become. Improvement in one area specifically will be bring important universally while deficiency in anything will hold back everything. Therefore, time spent 
bringing up one aspect of your mind, body, or spirit today makes everything a little bit better than it was yesterday. Ultimately, the only way to get to the best version of you is you. Through their mission to empower as many individuals as possible with a holistic philosophy regarding physical, mental, and spiritual well-being, they believe people will have access to the best tools and knowledge. They believe you will be able to achieve your fullest human potential, leading to a global movement for the good of all. I believe you can achieve that too. And today, I want to let you know that they have their number one selling product, Total Human, available to sell as a free trial. It is so amazing. This offer is only valid for the U.S. customers. And when you use the codes provided in the podcast show notes, you'll be supporting me through your purchase. So why Total Human? Well, let me tell you, Total Human is the easiest way to get optimized. And I know that from personal experience. Total Human is a convenient day and night pack complete with essential vitamins, minerals, herbs, and amino acids to optimize each day. When I lived in Alaska and I was healing myself of chronic BV with nutrients versus antibacterials, which, let's note again, had failed me for eight plus months straight, (laughs) I couldn't believe what I was even managing to live with before I was taking Total Human. After the first couple days of taking the day and night packs, I felt invincible. Or should I say, invincible. (laughs) You guys gotta know I love me some dad puns. So, this rejuvenation was the outcome of being fully fueled by 10 of Onnit's most popular supplements. And those 10 are Alpha Brain, Shroom Tech Sport, Strong Bone, Total Human B Complex, New Mood, Verutech, Key Minerals, Shroom Tech Immune, Krill Oil, Spirulina, and Chlorella. For more information on those products, click through the show notes and make sure that you receive your free trial of Total Human. I can't wait to hear about your own transformation it makes in your own life. And now for an interrupted episode of Incredible Conversations with special guest Kelsey Tomo. Welcome to the show, Kelsey. I'm really excited to have you on because we're going to be diving into your story around a hardship and that being like what that was, how you maybe didn't realize what was going on. Going back to last week's podcast I had about conscious relationships and maybe being more in this less not less conscious in the sense of you didn't know what you were doing or like why you were there but the fact that so many of us including myself can be in relationship and not know the signs that are red flags because we come so accustomed to loving someone and giving them the chances and we see their potential because we love them so much and that's really what we're going to dive into on today's podcast is those red flags how to find it or see it or what to look for the puppies are going to give in (laughs) as well as always and we are uh (laughs) and we are gonna just learn from experience so yay i'm so excited yes thank you for having 
Yes, no problem. Thank you for being here and being willing to tell your story and what's going to go on. So I'd love for you to introduce yourself and just kind of explain where you were when we first chatted compared to where you are now. Okay, perfect. So I'm Kelsey. Um, I am from Michigan. Isabel and I went to all the way back to elementary school together. <laughs> um, and I currently live in Florida as a special ed teacher. Love my job. Love the kids. Um, when Isabel and I first talked, was that like a year ago? I was still in Michigan. I was, you know, I went to school in Marquette at Northern. I had just graduated with my special ed degree. And I wasn't quite sure where I wanted to go or what I wanted to do. And I took this job in Kingsford um, and lived with my dad, um, which learned a lot about myself in that experience. Um, I would say in comparison to when we first talked, I am in a much healthier place. I have a much more clear mindset. Um, I'm a lot more confident in myself um, and just in that growth mindset of how we can keep moving on from the things that we experience and the things that we go through. So again, I'd say I'm in a much better place and I'm super excited to be here. Yay. I'm really excited to hear about where you've come since then because we've kept in touch here and there. And I've, I've you know, I've seen that you've moved and that you've like shifted and you're in a new relationship. So it's really exciting to see how when we take control of what we want to do with our lives, take the risk and just see what happens, we can most often than not go through a little bit of transition pains, but end up being in a better spot than we were before. So I would, yeah, I'd love for you to just hop in wherever you want with what you've learned, what you have um, overcome, like what your experience was. Okay. Do you want me to start from the very beginning? <laughs> yeah. Um, so when I was, okay, when I was in college, um, I had met this guy. Um, we were, you know, we were talking for a few months. He had two kids and, you know, coming, I didn't realize it at the time, but coming from divorced parents, I so badly wanted, you know, that like a strong family, um, a family that could, you know, sit down and eat dinner together. I craved that so badly. So I was like, oh, I can, you know, nurture and love on his kids and we can create this family together. Um, and in the beginning, it was just so loving and fulfilling. And um, it was truly wonderful. It felt good to have that family in my life. Um, and then, you know, as time goes on, you, you get more involved. Um, and I started to get more involved. I was taking care of the kids more. I was babysitting. I was making them lunches, doing homework with them, um, truly as that mother figure. And I loved it. Um, you know, you really, you really start to care for them and love for them. But then that also prohibits you from viewing, you know, things that might actually be going on in a relationship. I was ignoring those red flags that I should have noticed um, from the guy I was in a relationship with. And it was because I so badly wanted that family aspect, but I also wanted to love on those kids. So I was, oh, he did that, it's fine. Um, you know, we'll, we'll overcome this. And I, you know, 
in that relationship, it was very unhealthy. Now that I look back at it, there were a lot of red flags. And that's one thing that I strongly, strongly would like to talk about is how to look at those red flags and how to, can you hear the birds now? <laughs> I love them. It's so peaceful. <laughs> um, you know, how to look at those red flags and internalize them in the moment um, rather than when it's, when it's too late. So while in that relationship, there were red flags of, um, you know, one red flag then turned into many red flags. Um, but you're so in so deep that um, you just, I, I also realize that I want to fix people. <laughs> um, you know, I love my job of teaching them and helping kids become better people and, you know, future citizens of this world. So that is my passion to help people. But um, I quickly learned that I can't fix them. And that's okay. But um, that was, you know, when I was in that relationship, I just kept trying to fix him. I kept trying to fix him and it wasn't really going anywhere. So um, I would say the physical abuse was, you know, one red flag where it starts with something really, really little of, you know, he threw a pillow at me. Okay. Well, you know, that it was minor. It didn't hurt. Um, he, he didn't mean it. He was just angry at the time. But realizing that, you know, when you, when, when things like that occur, they're most likely just going to get worse. Um, and I, you know, again, my goal is to help people overcome that and realize that, you know, trying to prevent that from getting worse and getting out of those situations. Um, because then that physical abuse or that emotional abuse, you know, can turn into sexual abuse. Um, so there were a lot of things that I went through within that relationship, including physical, <clears throat> emotional, sexual abuse. And you, when you're in that moment, you know, you look back or from the outside and be like, how can you stay? How can somebody stay in that relationship? But most times it's, an, it's very manipulative. And when you're in that situation, you don't realize it until you're out of it. Um, so, you know, I, again, you know, <laughs> didn't realize what was occurring and how I was being manipulated. Um, and there was a lot of love bombing too, which is another thing that I would love to talk about on how to, signs of love bombing. So for an example, um, whenever I would receive flowers or a gift, a big gift like presents um, or a ring or something, I slowly but surely towards the end made the connection that he had, a, he had done something that he felt guilty about, um, such as cheating. There were many occurrences that I would catch him cheating. And it was that love bombing after of, I didn't mean it, I love you. I'm gonna give gift you with all of these things and spend all this time with you. Um, and then they do truly make you feel loved. Um, and then it's just a, an occurring, occurring cycle. So um, overcoming those things has been tough, but I'm so proud of how far I've come and the things that I've learned. Um, in the beginning, you know, I always thought, how could this happen to me? And now my mindset has shifted of, I'm so glad because now I have the opportunity to help others go through things like this. And it's such a blessing. <laughs> oh my gosh. So let's just take a minute to like, let all of that sink in real quick. And everyone just take a deep breath in and out of the nose. And even reflect upon moments that 
you may have experienced in your own relationships that were those red flags, the small little abusive moments or the little controlling tidbits or the little narcissistic tendencies, whatever it may have been that started as small that you're like, oh, like that's nothing. It's just like they're irritated because we can so easily, like you said, Kelsey, like let people act how they need to when we love them and when we have space for them, when we're that nurturer, when we want to help fix them. So like, oh, there's a problem. I'm totally going to stay for this one. <laughs> yeah. It's like you've got a broken doorknob. I got you. Let me go make that work. But no matter how many times we change the door handle, the door doesn't open because it's just something else is behind the door, keeping it blocked. And it's not actually on us to fix Absolutely. it. Mm -hmm. so I love that you were able to work through that. And the fact that you're so, so ahead of it in the sense of like, gosh, how do I want to say this? How you were like, I'm happy it happened to me. Wow. Like in order for you to say that, means that a lot of healing has taken place. That's proof of it because there's not blame. And of course there could be anger or frustration or like, man, that was a little lame that that happened, but I'm sure that you're not just focusing your energy on blaming that person because if there's blame, then it's because we're still in those emotions. So the healing really proves that when we take away the blame, we can sit with ourselves. We go, we're just trying to do our best. We were just acting and, um, trying to fix because that's what we saw growing up and mm -hmm. I love that you can come to that space and be the one to teach others about how to overcome those so thank you so much for sharing your story yeah of course um what was I gonna say oh and so in the beginning like you said there was a lot of frustration of like you know and hatred um and I you know slowly realized that putting that energy towards hating him or being frustrated with him wasn't helping my case at all. And, and at the end, I'm the most important thing. So I started to work on myself and where this stemmed from. Okay. Why did I always feel the need to fix him? Or why did I allow him to treat me like that? Like, what do I need to fix internally so that I can prevent that from ever happening again? Reaching to the choir. So <laughs> I would love to hear what tools you did use or like books or resources you went to to help you figure out those things about yourself? Yeah, so um, I, you know, I think a big step that I took was when I moved in with my father and my stepmom. Um, I had, I didn't have any friends there. I was, you know, an hour away from my boyfriend. All I did was work and go home. So I had a lot, a lot of time to think um, and process. Whereas in, when I was still in Marquette, I still had friends, I had distractions. Um, so having that alone time was, you know, in the beginning tough, but soon became a blessing where I took that opportunity where I would, every day after school, I would go for a walk and I would sit and I would think to myself or write things down in my phone on just what my thoughts were that day. Um, I would listen to podcasts that has helped me a ton is listening to self-growth podcast and then afterwards I would reflect on that how can I help myself um with what words and what wisdom I just learned from this podcast um and you know living with my dad has really helped me 
realize where this all stemmed from as well and how I can fix that within myself. So it really took a lot of questioning on, um, you know, you really have to dive in deep to yourself. So a lot of time alone, a lot of processing, a lot of writing, um, listening to things that were positive and gave me wisdom. Um, but most importantly, that alone time where I had nothing but to think and process and heal. And it was really freaking tough. There's no denying that. Um, the healing process is not easy, but it's so, so worth it. Yes, it is. <laughs> I resonate so freaking deep on the, 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 the alone time. That is the most crucial part, in my opinion, for the healing process to take place, to happen fully. And so that we can actually integrate it into our lives. Because you can listen to a podcast, you can read a book, you can do all these things, but are we actually taking it in and trying to integrate it into our lives through actions, through practices, through our, our routines and rituals? And so the fact that you're able to come away from the relationship, be in a space that's completely neutral. It's a new zone. There's nothing there to distract you, like you said. That's what I found helped me the most. I, like when I moved to Alaska, it was me and the dogs. And that was my little, uh, we, I called it the, my soul's winter hibern hibernation or something like that. And through that process, it was really learning why I was how I was why I acted how I did exactly what you said. You just get to know your inner workings. And that's truly the difference between someone who is actively pursuing healing and someone who is allowing it to kind of bypass because they're nervous or a little afraid, or maybe they just don't understand how to keep up with the waves because it's such an ebb and flow of the good days and then the regression and then the great days and then a really big regression like it's never gonna be this linear path I'm like yeah mm -hmm. I realized that quickly um because when I started my healing process in Marquette I still you know like I said I had distractions so when I would deeply deeply feel something I would distract myself which did not allow me to process it appropriately um so you know when I moved within with my father and I only had myself and him it was it was very different um there was no running away from those feelings so it's beautiful though it is healing's great <laughs> it is please go and heal everyone it is crucial to our well-being but yeah. do you find yourself trying to practice what you're learning with your dad as like a a way to help and in, in, initiate it integrate it <laughs> yes um you know my dad I would like come home and you know I would I always listen to a podcast on the way home and I you know would process it and whatnot and then I would you know go have dinner with my dad and just like blab about how I can like integrate this into my life and he was like I've never seen this part of you and I was just so happy and excited about it and <laughs> So that was really nice too. Yeah. Oh, I love to have him there. Yes. Um, so one thing that, you know, do you mind if we, if I, I want to talk about like the red flags. Please dive in. Um, okay. So, and of course, every relationship's different. Every person's different. So um, I understand that it might be different for everybody. But the first few things that I noticed was um, 
the, you know, I started to hang out with my friends less and less. And if it, if I wanted to go out to dinner with a friend or go, you know, get a few drinks with them, it was a really, really big deal. And I, you know, when I was with him, I also had a lot of internal things that I didn't realize were there yet. Um, so I always thought that that was, he loved me. He really wants to spend time with me and he wants to spend all of his time with me. And, you know, how can I say no to that? Um, and that's, that's a red flag when they don't allow you to go spend time with others, because now that I'm in a healthy relationship, it's extremely important to have that. And I feel, you know, big 50, 50 of having friend time and relationship time. I think that's really important whether it's Zooming with your friends or getting a drink or um, whatever it may be, those, those friend relationships are really important. So that was my first red flag was not having that separate life outside of him and his kids and that that's not healthy. I completely um, agree with that. That is one of the most, like that's one of the worst misconceptions of relationships these days it's we feel like oh this person's dating me they're all mine this is great but you're suffocating you're not actually going after your goals at this point because you're so intertwined with one another that it's well if I change then you have to change but if I don't mind changing that way then neither of us can change so then you're just stuck in this really like murky molasses and you don't mm -hmm. have to watch from the sideline and be a cheerleader Plus, when you have time apart, which y'all coming from me, Libra rising, I had the worst, <laughs> worst problem with being so clingy and being like, give me, give me, give me all of you all the time. I need this, this, this high standards, high demands because of the lack of love I received as a child in the way that I wanted it as an expectation I had set for myself that was unrealistic. And when we can learn about that part of ourselves and know, okay, how can I communicate this? How can I healthily ask for love in times when I really do want it? And how can I be okay with learning how to spend time alone and going on dates by yourself? So like you said, spending that mm -hmm. time is where you allow for new ideas to come in, allow for ourselves to explore who is Isabel? Who is Kelsey? Like, who are these people for their soul? And what's going to keep you that way because a partner typically isn't in your life because they want to see themselves in the mirror which is what happens when right. you're with each other all the time they want to they're with you because they love the different parts of you the things that make you you outside of them like in my relationship now I can tend to be a little bit more confident and speak more of my truth more often Whereas my partner has a little bit more of a, a subtle way of doing it is how I like to put it. So it's a great balance for us to learn, all right, when is like a good time for him to speak his mind and be truthful? When's a good time for me to maybe not <laughs> speak so right. much for the betterment? So great, right. great way to hit on that point. And, and as you talk about speaking um, for yourself or, you know, having that open communication, that was another red flag is when you feel that you can't openly communicate with your partner in fear of them getting mad or angry. Um, I also, that was another red, red flag that I, I did not realize. And 
Um, another healthy part of a relationship is being able to communicate and never fearing what's going to happen when you express what's on your heart. Um, so one other thing that, <laughs> another red flag that I would definitely look out for is, is some, you know, it's very important to communicate openly. Yes. Did you ever have an instance where you felt something you wanted to speak to something that didn't resonate with you that they had done and you were like instantly shut down for it or denied the time and space to talk about it? Yes. And um, unfortunately, he would use his kids a lot as, um, you know, using that against me of I would express what's on my mind of, you know, I, I didn't like when you did that or um, and it would be like, we can't talk about this right now. I have to do this with the kids or you can't talk about this in front of the kids or, um, you know, I did that because of the kids and it, it wasn't a healthy, you know, it was always being shut down. Not always about the kids, but most of the time was using the kids as an excuse. Um, and then there were a lot of times when I didn't say anything at all in fear of that physical or emotional abuse that I would receive. Um, and you know, when that builds up and that's not healthy either. Yes. Oh my gosh. And then the fear begins to build up in parts of us. And that typically is seen as chronic pain, some sort of stiffness in the body, uh, a part of us that just goes cold or numb. And it becomes so natural to be in that state that when you actually extract yourself from that situation, it's, it's like you almost go through birth all over again. Like you come out a clean baby <laughs> yep. right out the womb. <laughs> yeah. Oh my yeah. God. Um, that it, it's, you know, and that can be, you can talk about that next is how, how my past relationship affects my current relationship. Um, and what I've learned through that as well. So another red flag, yep, red flag, open communication. If there's no communication, um, especially when they don't allow you to talk about it. Yes. Um, and then another thing that that can really affect is, you know, I withdrew myself from my family and my friends because I didn't want them to see the hurt that I was feeling mm -hmm. in fear that they would hate him because he was my boyfriend and I didn't want, you know, my friends or family to not like him. Mm -hmm. um, so I never talked about how I was feeling with my friends or family either. And then I withdrew myself. So not only do you, you know, internalize everything from the relationship that you're not able to communicate, but you don't, you know, you lose all those, those connections that you might've prior had, um, which is also, if you see your, you know, another red flag is if you see yourself kind of pulling away from people that you love um, because of the relationship with your in can definitely, definitely be eye-opening as well. Yeah, it's basically trying to save the reputation of the partner mm -hmm. so that people will like them and not see yes. the real deal. And it's not our job to do that. <laughs> but as yeah. partners, we often want to because if we don't, if we're not liked, then we are not a part of society. And if we're not a part of a society, then we feel alienated and it's a whole cycle in itself and that's just a really small part of the relationship bit wow <sighs> so we have red flags and let's go over the red flags and then i want you to explain what kind of relationship you're in now and then how the effects 
of the past and the present are kind of working together. Yeah. Um, okay. So my current relationship, um, very, very healthy. Um, but I also continue to learn a lot about myself through this relationship. Um, the beginning was the hardest because, you know, I, I, I felt very um, confident in myself and I was healing and things were going great. But then when you get into a new relationship, things pop up from the previous relationship that might not, that might not be healed because you didn't know that it was something that needed to be healed. Mm -hmm. um, so we're, I'm continuously learning in that aspect too. And some things can, you know, can include the smallest, smallest things of um, like, he lets me go and hang out with my friends, you know, which is very, very healthy. And in the beginning, I was like, you know, you'll let me do that? Like, oh my goodness. <laughs> and that's not something that you should have, like, you know, that's, that should be a healthy thing. That should be a very normal thing. And that was not normal for me. Um, so that, you know, things like that, that are a huge adjustment. Um, the open communication that he's always willing to have with me at any point. If I have anything on my mind, he's very calm with me. He listens. And I was not used to that either. Um, I had to build a lot of trust within myself. Um, you know, as my past, he always, always cheated on me. And there were many times when I would physically catch him. And um, so just trusting within myself and within my new relationship that, you know, he would, he would never do that for me and that he's there for me um, and not just the benefits that he might get out of me, like my previous relationship. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, jumping into a, a new relationship will also is another healing process in itself. Absolutely. Last night in my own relationship, we had another moment, like I'm always trying to advocate for conscious relationships. And that does not mean you will never fight with your partner. Like it is, it means you're going to fight and it's going to be okay. And that the feelings of doomsday or that we can't get in a fight or else this is going to end. And then I'll be lonely. And then it's that perpetual fear of being alone because of X, Y, and Z, but it's yeah. really being able to muster up the courage to sit with each other and not give in to the silent treatment that we can often revert to when we have a hard time saying what's on our mind and just saying in a kind and curious way, not trying to blame, not assuming, not coming at it in a defensive manner, but using more of a, a curious approach that's gentle, that is questioning. Mm -hmm. uh, because yeah, last night we had a moment, it was at the end of dinner and like I do something completely different than what my partner does for work. So when we have conversations, like my skills in active listening and talking are a little bit more advanced because of what I do and what I like to do. Whereas he's more of a silent person, thinker, builder, working with his hands. So questions for him don't come so easily. Like I have a freaking podcast for crying out loud. I love talking to people. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, he, he could be invisible and be stoked about that. And so we just came to a moment where it was, well, 
it's hard for me to talk about what I do in a day because I don't know if you're interested. And then I feel bad about not being interesting. And if you're not interesting, then you might not like me. And if you don't like me, what are we doing? <laughs> this whole yes. spiral. But uh -huh. when you can actually sit and just talk about, hey, this would make me feel more important. Like, how could we practice together to make this more effortless or easier? Like, how could we keep each other accountable? Using some some active, healthy ways to, to implement that. I'd love to hear, um, yeah, anything that you use in your relationship that helps you guys get through those tough moments or what kind of tactics you guys use? Yeah, so we make sure to never just let something sit on our chest. Um, we always agree that if there's something bothering us, no matter what we're doing, if we're out to eat, if, you know, even if we're both at work, like just if something's really weighing on us, immediately talk to that person um, and talk it out that way. You know, the more it weighs on you, the more it builds up. And um, it's just, we found for us, it's best to get it off of our mind right away. Um, and then to really listen to both part, like both sides of, you know, uh, how I feel and how that makes him feel and just really listening. And like you said, none of that blaming going on or making one another feel guilty. Um, but just really respecting how one another feels is really important. Um, and I'm, I'm still learning that he's willing to do that because I was so used to in my past relationship holding everything in and not being able to talk about it. Um, so I'm still learning to tell myself, hey, he, he'll listen to me. So let's, let's talk about it. There's no need to hold it in. Um, and then you know, what's really been great is he, he's had to learn to have that extra patience with me because of my past. Um, you know, just helping him realize that it's, it's not as easy as it sounds from what I've been through. And he's been really great about that too. So just making sure that we communicate everything. So he understands. And then I could go on and on, <laughs> um, not having any like huge expectations, you know, like I don't expect him to, you know, say these specific words, if that makes sense, because then when I expect something and then I get let down. So just making sure that we both stay very open-minded, we listen and we're patient. That's a big one. That's a huge one. Especially if you see like the words, I love you as a basically like a stamp of, oh yeah, this is go, like, this is forever. We are never going to break, blah, blah, blah. And in reality, in my opinion, that is almost shackling our partners. So something that I used to not be so great at was like learning how to give freedom, I guess. And not that I was ever controlling Right. that I'm sure I was controlling at times, but not that I was intentionally or consciously controlling, but because I was so afraid to be alone that I might try to manipulate or do things that I learned from my parents along the way to make them feel like they were stuck or had to stay or be the same person. When in reality, we're all going to grow. Evolution does not change because we love someone or we get into a relationship. And that's one of the most healthy things you could adopt in moving forward in a relation is you're in a fight and you got to have your foundation down. So addressing, hey, 
I'm committed to this as long as you're committed to this. Like this Mm -hmm. does not change how I feel, does not make me want to run away. And reassuring our partners, if we do come from a background or they come from a background that is abusive or that is um, very like tug with the heart in the sense of dangling themselves above you, like, oh, I can leave any time. And it doesn't matter because you're always going to be here jumping up for the bone. And it's a sick game, but it's- wild how we get lost in it so making sure that we communicate like hey you're a free soul I'm here to support you in whatever you need to do um and even like with our relationship when we were deep with the puppies and in the truck camper and in the poop and the pee every second and cleaning it up I told my partner hey if you need to go to work for a couple weeks and just work and be alone and do your thing to de-stress because our sucker levels are different like I can suffer to some extremes because of my practice with meditation and I kind of crave it which is weird but that's a different topic um and where he has less experience with that so giving him that not even the out I want to call it but just the knowing that he could do that and I wouldn't be upset that Mm -hmm. someone like that can change someone's whole entire perspective and mood and feeling about what's going on. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, completely agree with you. And it's, it's a work in progress. Um, and I am a strong believer that I'll always be learning. There's always more for me to learn and grow. So <laughs> um, I know I'm not done yet. Um, <laughs> there's always more. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, it's like, It's like when you have spaghetti, you grab one plate and you think it's going to be enough, but then you're so into it. You're like, I need to have four more plates. (laughs) (laughs) Then you kind of regret it later. (laughs) But the learning's always going to come. And I love that you have taken it upon yourself to be so active and going from a situation that wasn't so delightful and persevering and getting to know yourself, learning how to heal you so that you could call in that dream partner. I go, all right, I do deserve love. I do deserve a healthy relationship. I do deserve to feel good and peaceful and calm. And the fact right. that you're able to make that shift from a little town in Michigan to a bigger town in Florida, like that sets up the entire stage of, yes, you were ready and able to continue your evolution as a human. And I, I truly learned the most about myself from this move. Um, when I did decide to move, I, I felt very strong about myself, very confident. I knew that I was in a good place, um, but this has just evolved me even more. Mm-hmm. Um, it's truly helped me realize, you know, that I have full control of who's in my life. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when I was in my prior relationship, I didn't have, I didn't feel that, like I had that control. Um, I felt like I was stuck with him and I was stuck with the people that I surrounded myself with. And now I know that that's not the case. Um, and if I meet somebody that just doesn't match my energy level and they're not going to do what's best for my life, then I can kindly move on. And that's been the best thing for me because like I said, my, I truly felt like I was stuck before and now I feel very free and just realizing that we are in control of our lives. Um, you don't have to feel bad for telling somebody like, Hey, you just kind of don't match my vibe. I, you know, um, you don't have to feel bad for not continuing a relationship, friendship with somebody. Um, and that you have full control. You have 
full control of your emotions, who you surround yourself with, how you handle your emotions. And that's helped me a lot as well. Mm. Couldn't have said that better myself because that's so crucial, not just in love relationships, but in friendships, knowing who deserves your time and energy. You are only here for so long. You might as well surround yourself with people who make you feel good and who are in mm -hmm. that wavelength, who are pursuing growth. That's something that I've witnessed is that I'm done being a part of communities or people that aren't necessarily actively trying to have a growth mindset or make themselves better or make a, a legacy for themselves, really. Because if we're not trying to serve ourselves, get right, fill up our cup, how are we ever going to fill up anyone else's cup in a wholesome and generous way? Because we all deserve it. And it could be seen as selfish on the surface to someone, but I listened to Abraham Hicks the other day and she's saying, you know, it might sound selfish or look selfish to someone when you say, oh, I'm thinking about me, but when they retaliate and go, oh, that's selfish, then they are upset at you for thinking about yourself because they're, you're not thinking about them. And is that not selfish in itself? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's very important to be selfish. I've learned that from, you know, because I was another thing I learned from my past relationship. I was not selfish at all. I was very selfless. I gave him everything I had um, and I forgot about myself. And, you know, that's the great thing about who I, the, like who I am now and the new healthy relationship with I, with that I'm in and the new healthy friendships that I have is that I'm, I feel confident enough to be selfish. And that's, that's super important. I love that. Can you just real quick, as we tie down this podcast, like share some of the selfish things that you treat yourself to? Like, what are some things that you do now that you were like, you would look at as a past you and go, oh my gosh, what are they doing? <laughs> yeah, so, um, and again, selfish, it, it looks different for everybody just based off of experiences. But um, in my past relationship, I, you know, I paid for everything. I did all of the finances. I was very controlled and manipulated in the finance aspect. And now I confidently and selfishly do things for myself. And it feels so good. Like, I don't feel bad, um, you know, treating myself to lunch one day because I deserve it. Um, so I selfishly do things that fill my heart and make me happy, such as um going in, you know, like I said, getting lunch or treating myself to Starbucks one day. Um, but also like selfishly feeling my emotions. I also, I always was so worried about how that would make him feel and my ex, how that would make my ex feel. And now I selfishly feel all of my emotions that I can. Um, and I don't feel bad about it because those are my emotions and I'm going to feel what I want to feel. And, um, you know, just, just really doing what's best for me. And if, if you don't like it, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best thing to ever say to someone like, this is where I'm at and I'm sorry. And you can keep walking. That's <laughs> most, the easiest way to do it. And like, we can reframe that selfish isn't a negative word. Like Correct. we grow up thinking, oh, 
that person's so selfish oh my gosh mm-hmm. like no good for them they know what they want they know what they need and they know how to basically be happy and choose to be in their happiness yeah because i'm selfish and i put myself first and i make sure that i'm fulfilled it it allows me to fulfill others and make you know help better other people and put energy into others um because before you know i was i wasn't putting energy in myself and then i was putting all my energy into the wrong people yeah um but now that i put myself first it allows me to be a better person towards others as well um which is why I'm here because I want it's now you know now that I've I've come so far in my healing journey it's it's not about the oh no this happened to me it's how can I help others feel better about this who also have experienced it um how can I take my experiences and help them yes the mindset reframe that's where it starts and it all starts with us within and that's the best place we can ever work because everything outside of us, it's a, it's a variable. We don't know how it's going to end up or react or act in the first place. So we know that by coming into ourselves, we know how we can react and act and participate and consciously choose or create. And that's the easiest place to start anyways. So bring Absolutely. all the soul and energy back to us and we got free sailing and it's I forget who says it but you give yourself to all and you're depleted of your energy but you give yourself to yourself and gosh I'm slaughtering it but something (laughs) what you just said that you give yourself the energy you can give energy it's like when you make money you can give money to things that you care about and help those things um continue on versus the things that you don't align with right and you know part of the healing process when you experience such abuse in any form um whether it's physical emotional sexual any form of abuse um you know as you're healing it's really hard to not put the blame on yourself Mm -hmm. um of you know i did this which caused him or her to do this um and when you put the blame on yourself, it's it's not only, it, it makes it very difficult to be selfish and to heal um, and to selfishly give yourself um, what you may need. And so just remembering that when you experience those things, you're, it's not your fault. Um, you're not the one to blame and um, you will overcome this and it'll take time. Those are, you know, my, my biggest pieces of advice to people that have gone through things like this is it's, it's not your fault, not at all. And that took me a long time to realize. Yes, 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 yes. Especially because we want, we think in such, I mean, in our society, everything is instant gratification. It's automatic. Amazon can deliver your stuff in two hours these days. Ay, ay, ay. And so we think that's how everything needs to be. In reality, that's not realistic. So right. remember that you're human. You're not a robot. <laughs> Give yourself the time. There's never a time limit or frame to healing. Like Kelsey said earlier, I don't think this is ever going to stop. Like There's just mm-hmm. so much we can keep improving on. And if you think about it, if we do the work now, 
how are our kids gonna be when they come? Like how influence, influential can we be when that happens? Because for me, I only really wanna give life if I can properly inform them and act around them and influence them and be in my power all the time. And I'm still learning how to hone that down. And these tips and going through the red flags and just knowing like what's the difference between a healthy conscious relationship and one that's not as healthy, that's abusive, that is just a little on the neglective side, it it's a huge game changer. So thank you so much for, for being here today, Kelsey. Of course. Thank you for having me. Um it feels feels good to, you know. Hopefully this reaches somebody that, that can benefit from this and realize that it'll all be okay, um, we'll persevere, and that they're worth it. Yes. Ah, well, thank you so much. Beautiful words to end on. Everyone out there, whoever you are, we are thinking of you. And whatever you're going through, know that you can overcome it, that you got this, that you can be that person for somebody else who is hurting in the future if you give yourself the time of day now so be selfish remember that you deserve to be happy healthy loved and it all starts with you so thank you guys so much for listening today thank you kelsey for showing up with us today and we'll see you guys next week bye you lovely souls for tuning in to the incredible conversations podcast once again episode 30 we're moving strong i'm loving it i can't thank you enough for taking the time out of your day to listen to this interview with kelsey it was an honor to hold space and hear about her experience navigating a difficult and toxic relationship if you feel like you resonated or have an experience that you'd like to share confidentially, please email me at isabel at isabelwellman.com. It would be an honor for me to hold space for you and to hear about your experience. Also, if you feel called to the six month coaching opportunity that I have coming out for y'all at the end of this month, please stay tuned through my website, isabelwellman.com and over Instagram at isabelwellman for news on the free movement week series and when this offering will be in the works. I can't wait to connect with you more and I hope that you have a lovely, lovely rest of your day.